Hey you guys, it's Alejandra. Welcome back to my podcast. Um, you guys, it's been a minute. Um, it has been a minute, but I've been pretty active on social media. I'm sure if you follow me on Instagram, you see I post a lot <laughs> of my day-to-day life, which I I've, I love to do, you guys. I love to do, and um, I love the little community that we have here on Instagram. It's, it's nice. It's like mom support group (laughs) in a way um but here we are you guys um almost well it's about three months and a half since i've had my baby and um it's been a minute it's been a minute i've been trying to get on here but it's hard it's hard to find the time and with the baby um even now i feel like i'm I'm gonna have to kind of rush through this because she just went down for a nap so i really wanted to get on here and share my labor and delivery experience with you guys and honestly keep this for record and have this um to refer back to later on or even have genevieve come on here and listen to um, her birth story and um that was a whole reason we started this whole podcast thing and another reason why i'm so active on social media when it comes to genevieve because these are memories um that get saved and it's just nice having it out there and having something to refer back to later on. Um, I am kind of bummed out it took so long to get back on. So it's not going to be as raw. Um, you know, I'm sure there's details I've forgotten and, um, and such. But I'm going to do my best to try to really recap it, all, <laughs> recap it all and try to share it with all of you guys. And again, keep for ourselves. So, um, this is our labor and delivery podcast. Um, I'm going to share with you guys my experience, um, with delivering Genevieve. Um, this is my first baby and I, I'd like people to reserve any negative comments. Again, this is just, this is my experience. This is what I went through. Um, and one thing I do also want to make clear is I'm not sharing this story with you guys to scare anybody i'm not trying to overwhelm anybody this is literally just me hey this is what happened to me Uh, keep in mind everybody is so different everybody's story will be so different um and this just happens to be mine so um i think i want to start off by when did i go into labor so um i was given the due date of february 1st um that was my expected due date uh and you guys i was over it i was so over it if you refer back to my old my other podcasts um you guys know too that pregnancy was a tough one for me and towards the end mamas i know you get me you're just done everything's swollen everything hurts you just and honestly you get so eager you don't want to wait so I, i i i tried a lot of remedies um I tried different things just to kind of get her to come on out, but she, she, girl, she, she, mm-mm. she had her own plan. She, she, she was ready when she was ready. Um, so I, I officially went into labor the Saturday before. So I believe, let me pull up my calendar. Bear with me here. Okay, so I went into labor officially. It was January 30th, which is a Saturday. Um, 
and my contractions you guys came in out of nowhere okay um i was perfectly fine we went to bed we went to bed um friday night and i felt a little uncomfortable but again i i, I was having the, the braxton hicks as um some of you guys may remember i had braxton hicks for a few weeks leading up to um actually having Genevieve so I just figured oh it's Braxton Hicks they're a little more intense but trying not to get my hopes up here I went to bed and then around midnight or so the pain started to intensify um started to hurt a lot more started it, it people compare labor pain I guess to period cramps and I I could attest to that I, I would agree it does feel like period cramps it's just really intense cramps <laughs> um more intense than i guess i'm used to and again i was trying not to get so excited because it's been a lot of ups and downs i'm like oh is this it is this it so trying okay let's let's just see what happens here uh, i was getting really uncomfortable again it was around midnight darren was passed out and i didn't want to worry him i didn't want to wake him up so um, I got to a point where I was just tossing and turning. I didn't feel comfortable. The crabs can't come in and out. So I decided to just come to the living room and just kind of go through the motion and see what was going on before I woke him up and started freaking him out. So I did. So around midnight, it was like 1230-ish, um, I came to the living room, tried to relax, had some tea, Started watching some TV to try to distract my mind a little bit, see if I can get some rest out here. And it was just no, it's not happening. <laughs> the contractions started coming in hot and heavy. Um, it was it was painful, you guys. It was really <laughs> painful. I just remember feeling, um, okay, this got to be it. This has to be it. And even though it was it was hurting, like it was it was exciting. I couldn't wait. Um, I, I was like, okay, this, 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 this has to be it. So I started, I started kind of, I, I got on my bouncing ball, started bouncing up and down, trying to rock in my hips and stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get shit moving here. Right. Okay. I'm holding on to this. Let's, let's keep it going. And the contractions started coming in, you guys. And when I mean like fast, I mean fast. Um, my contractions started again at midnight and it was around 2 a.m., when my contractions then were like on top of each other. They were about every three minutes and they were lasting about 60 seconds. And it was like that for about an hour or so. I ended up calling labor and delivery before I even woke Darian up. And I told them, I'm like, hey, this is what's going on. I've been tracking my contractions. They're this far apart, they're lasting this long. And the nurse was like, perfect, come on down here. We'll check you and we'll go from there. So, of course, I'm super excited, right? I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is it. So then I go wake Darian up. Darian's like, it's passed out of the room. I go wake him up, and I tell him, oh, hey, I, I think this is it. I think, like, we need to go to the hospital. I just I just got, I called labor and delivery. I told them kind of what's, what's going on, and they want us to come in. So Darian gets up, um, and... We hid down there. We already had everything packed. We had everything in the living room, like a little hallway area by the door. And we were just ready. We grabbed our stuff. We loaded the car. And we, we drove down there. And that ride to the hospital, you guys, whoo, a car ride when you're having contractions. It's just not it. Every stop, every 
break, every like every little bump, every crack. Oh, you feel it. <laughs> it was just an oh poor guy. I was just like, stop fucking driving so reckless. He's like, babe, I'm driving like 10 miles an hour. Relax. Um, but we ended up making it to the hospital. And it's funny because I remember telling Darren, like, oh, I, I, I was still kind of questioning. Like, this is hella painful. But it's weird. Like, when you're having a contraction, it it's, it's painful. It's a pain I can't describe. But the minute it's over, it's like nothing ever happened. You're back to smiling. You're happy. You're this and that. And I told Darren, I was like, oh, my God, what if this isn't it? Like, I'm going to be so devastated if we get there they send us home like i can't imagine another car ride home okay being at home and just chilling and having to come back later like i just i just can't picture that happening right but i'm i'm trying to be realistic here like what if they do and darren's like you know what well let's just let's just get there see what happens and so we get there it was around three in the morning when we finally got to the hospital and all the entrances are closed. So there's only one entrance into the hospital. And it's the entrance by the emergency room. So we parked the car. And um, the emergency room is pretty far from the labor and delivery unit. But because COVID, I'm assuming, I'm not sure exactly, but um, all the exits were closed. So we were a bit of, you know, we were, we were, we were kind of far from the actual department we were trying to get to. And I just remember during, like, running to go get me a wheelchair and I was trying to be boss bitch over here like no I'm gonna walk there and um the the security from the emergency department was like oh I really recommend you wheeling it up there because it's a bit of a walk and here I am trying to be all prideful like no I'm a boss bitch I got this and I couldn't even take two steps without having to stop (laughs) and at this point like I started like at this point each contraction I was kind of starting to get the shakes on my body um and Darren's like, dude, just sit in the chair and I'm going to wheel you up there. So I sat down. He took me up there and we get settled in. We go into labor and delivery. And the first part when you go up there is getting assessed. They want to make sure, hey, do you are you really ready to be admitted? Are you really in labor? Is this really going to happen? And um, they did. So they have you gown up. They check you. They, they connect you just to track your contractions. Um, make sure baby's heartbeat's okay. And the nurse comes in super sweet. Um, she she was trying to be super helpful. Hey, this is kind of, walk me through everything, which is nice. Um, and then she ends up checking me. When I tell you I almost died when she told me I was only two centimeters and there was no way they were going to admit me. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> I looked at Darren and I was like, fuck. I hella wanted to cry. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. Like, this is only two centimeters. I can't imagine this getting any worse. And oh, man. <laughs> the ignorance, right? The ignorance. But um, yeah, I, I was just so bummed out and I was sad. And they ended up sending me home and they're like, all right, honey, like, come back when your contractions are you know, about every three minutes apart or so, and they're X amount of long, they're lasting like X amount of seconds long, whatever, and I, I, I got, I got pretty bummed out, and I, I was frustrated because I'm like, okay, I'm within the time frame that you need me to be in, 
um, but you're sending me home. Like, I, I, I can't. This hurts. Like, this just, this is so painful. I can't imagine this getting any worse. And, um, and the nurse was like, you know, honey, I'm sorry. Like, don't worry. Like, she, she made me feel like you're not the only one that's came here a little too early. Um, and at that point, I just kind of wasn't hearing. I was just, I was really upset. I'm like, whatever, let's just get out of here. And they sent us home. And that ride home was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. Um, leaving the hospital was embarrassing for me. I'm like, fuck. It's like the worst walk of shame. I'm like, damn, I, I could have sworn like this was it kind of. You know, it, it was just a really bumming feeling. And we ended up coming home. They are like, just try to get some rest. There was no sleeping. <laughs> there was absolutely no sleeping. So we get home, I think. We finally got released from the hospital. We get home around Saturday, maybe like around 5 in the morning or so and I try to lay down and get some rest there was just no way my contractions were right on top of each other they were lasting about 60 seconds at this point and it was consistent it was they were right on top of each other and um, I ended up just Darian fixed up a bath for me a nice hot bath and I did I laid there for a while and it felt so good oh I was there for like an hour 40 just laying there in the bathtub i dozed off a few times um but again you're you're in a bathtub with water right so you can't really fall into a deep sleep but the water definitely helped alleviate those contractions and it was nice and looking back like i wish i would i wish i would have spent more time in the bathtub because my labor was pretty extensive so um yeah so i laid there for a while and then um, I was like, okay, you know, I'm feeling pretty relaxed. I'm feeling pretty good. Maybe my contractions didn't feel as intense. Uh, I got kind of discouraged. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe this isn't it, right? Maybe this, this is going to be a long journey here. So I ended up getting out of the bathtub, hopping into bed and, um, um, try to get some sleep. Sorry. If you guys hear my dog snoring, I do apologize. It's pretty early in the morning and, um, my dog's right next to me passed out, but, um, sorry, <laughs> I got a bit distracted. He's just snoring so hard. Um, I hopped back into bed and there was just no sleeping. My contractions did not stop. And it's like the more relaxed I got in bed, the more my contractions hurt. So, um, I ended up just getting out of bed. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to have to push through it, I guess. Um, I came to the living room. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to be active, see if I can speed this up a little bit. I got on my bouncy ball, bouncing up and down, rocking my hips back and forth. And the contractions just kept on coming. Um, but I was pretty, I, I told, I told Darian, I'm like, I'm not going back to the hospital until I know this is it because I'm not trying to go drive down there one okay, and deal with the whole ride there while having contractions. Two, I, I, I don't want to have to be sent home. Like it, it just, I'm telling you, it was like the most embarrassing thing for me. And I was pretty determined to just push it through until I literally could not handle it any longer. And at this point, we're like, okay, we're just going to be at home, kind of go through the motion here. My family was, was very concerned. They ended up coming down here. My, at first it was my dad and my brother. Um, and then Jaren of course was here and it was, it was nice having their support, um, just knowing they were going to be there. And honestly, with COVID, everyone knew that they weren't going to be able to go into the hospital. 
um, and they were really sad and bummed out about that. So um, they really wanted to be a part of the process of being at home with me when I was in labor. And in that moment, it was it was a bit overwhelming <laughs> because everyone wants to help, right? Everyone wants to offer you food and drinks and want to rub you down and massage you and this and that. Everyone has tips and, oh, advice. And in that moment, you just kind of don't want any of that. Um, as terrible as that may sound, ungrateful as that may sound, um, you're just in so much pain. You don't, just hearing somebody else breathe is just so overwhelming. <laughs> And um, it's 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 funny because you see all these movies of like um, women in labor and like get the fuck out and this and that like I promise you I didn't have that energy for all that <laughs> I did not you're just so focused and you're just trying to breathe through each contraction but you guys it was nice it was really nice to have them there um, they felt happy to be there which which was great um, and then. My mom ended up coming down. My sister ended up coming down. So at one point, like we had everybody in our house, and they were just literally there. They were there. They were watching movies, trying to distract me, um, and it got a bit overwhelming when my parents um, were like trying to like push me to go into the hospital. Because um, at that point, everybody became a doctor. <laughs> my mother-in-law was like, no, this is it. You're going to be pushing within an hour. My parents were like, no, you got to go to the hospital now. Like, everyone has an opinion on what you should do. But I was pretty headstrong. I'm like, I'm not going to go down there and get sent home again. So I just kept tracking my contractions. I kept being on my bouncy ball. And um, I tried to drink water here and there. I tried to eat, but I couldn't. I couldn't. It was hard. Every time I swallowed anything, whether it was water, juice, soup, broth, anything, like, I don't know what it was. It intensified my contraction. Like, it made it so much worse. So, um, I chose to just not eat, not drink anything, and which probably sh shouldn't have, but trying to do what was most convenient for me at the moment. And um, it was just... It was, it was it was something you guys I definitely I definitely did not expect you know you, you don't it was my first time ever having to go through that clearly I've never given birth to a child so I didn't know what to expect I just knew it was going to get worse and I just I was so focused on that I'm like fuck I cannot I can't I can't do this shit no more I can't I can't I'm only two centimeters I felt so weak I'm like oh, I'm not strong enough for this like I, I don't know how people do this like it was just I'm like fuck I, I, I'm never doing this again <laughs> it was the worst and Saturday you know we, we went through the whole Saturday of just trying to breathe through the contractions this and that kept tracking them to see they kept getting any closer and it was it was really a roller coaster it, like it'd be like every three minutes apart and then oh every six minutes apart and it was really up and down it wasn't very consistent so um that's what made me hold off I'm like okay I, I need at least a solid hour of it being two minutes apart at least um and I wasn't getting there so I was getting very discouraged and there was just again no sleeping for me because the contractions were on top of each other so they weren't stopping it's not like I was going through like 15, 20 minute stretches where I can just sleep in between. Um, they were right on top of each other. And again, the more relaxed I got, the worse the contractions felt. So I, I, you know, I experienced the contractions. I was going through it all Saturday and then Sunday comes and it, it, it was just the same thing. I wasn't making any progress 
And it wasn't until like Sunday like night where they got a little bit more consistent. I'm like, okay, it's stick. It, it, it was sticking like every three minutes, every four minutes, every three minutes, every two minutes. It was it was kind of staying between that two to four minute mark. And again, just kind of going through it. There's nothing you can do about it, right? Like I think they tried. I'm not. I don't want to give bad advice, but I think they told me to take Tylenol. I think it was Tylenol. I ended up taking Tylenol. Tylenol Advil. To help alleviate the pain, I don't remember, um, but it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Like the contractions are on another level. And around it was Sunday, maybe no. At this point, it's Monday around two, three a.m. Where my contractions were every two minutes, every two minutes, every two minutes, lasting sixty to ninety seconds. And I call labor and delivery again. I'm like, all right, this has to be it. Like, I have to be at least six centimeters, <laughs> at least, at least, maybe five, halfway there, at least. Um, they're like, perfect, come on down here. They they checked me in. I went in to get assessed again, but this time the nurse I had wasn't very friendly. She, she seemed irritated from the start, which honestly caused me hella more stress. I'm like, fuck, I do not want to deal with this girl. Um, and ended up checking me and I was three centimeters, <laughs> three centimeters. And I literally couldn't, I, when I tell you, it was like a stab to my heart. I, I, oh, three centimeters hearing her say the word three centimeters and no, we're not going to admit you because you're not ready. Um, I broke down. I looked at Darren, I broke down, I'm like, I can't, I, at this point, I'm exhausted, I'm sleep deprived, every inch of my body hurts, and she was not sympathetic at all, she was just like, oh, this, this is nothing, like, she literally told me, oh, this is nothing, if you think this is bad, oh, she kind of giggled. She's like, it's going to be 10 times worse. Like the bedside manners were just <laughs> were not there. Um, their reassurance was just not there. Um, and it, 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 it made me feel like shit. And I was pissed off. I'm like, you know, I keep getting sent home. You guys tell me to come when my contractions are looking like this. That's exactly what they're looking like. You're not sending me home. Like I'm, I'm here. I, I, I admit me. Like I, I, I can't go home and go through this again. Like I, I, I just need to get admitted. And I, I need to have this baby now. And of course, that's not logical thing because you can't speed it up, right? It's not like, oh, admit me. I'm gonna have this baby. No, you have no control, right? Your body's going through the motion. Your baby's pretty much deciding when she's ready. And she ended up calling a midwife she said okay you know i can call a midwife or a doctor um if you're if you feel really uneasy they can come and check you and um that's a, that's a second opinion for you so she ended up getting a doctor i believe to come in and assess me and then she's like yeah honey like i'm sorry you're only three centimeters um unfortunately that's not enough to admit you and I, again, broke down. Um, they did offer me some medicine. They offered me a shot um, to help alleviate some of the pain and also gave me a pill to help me sleep. But they sent me home. They sent me home. They sent my ass home even though I said I wasn't going to go home. <laughs> they sent me home. So here we are again driving back home. And 
already knew there was going to be no sleeping and the pain the medicine that they that they gave me did not help it made me a little woozy i definitely felt tired but it didn't take away the pain so oh, oh, oh i'm so sorry so i was unable to sleep there was just no way and so i was like okay here we are just going continue to go through the motion so at this point you know i went into labor saturday 2 a.m where my contractions were like right on top of each other and it is now monday i think when we went home it was finally like monday maybe six o'clock in the morning and it was just no sleep no eating no drinking barely walking it it, it was rough and it got to a point where I literally, every contraction, I had the full body shake, started getting really hot. I was throwing up like crazy um, at each contraction. It was, it, was, it was overwhelming. I'm telling you, I've never gone through something like that. And it was, I've, I've never been so close to anyone in labor like that. So it was my first time ever experiencing something. So funny because I, I work at a hospital and I, I, I work every now and then I work in the labor and delivery unit where um, where I, I'm, I'm with these women who are going into labor every single day and I'm seeing these women come in, you know, in, in active labor and leaving with the baby in their arms and um, it's it was a different perspective for me because you don't really see the in-between. You don't, I've, I, I, at least me, myself, I have never seen the whole process of someone in, t in labor. Um, I think the closest I, I've been to someone in labor, I think it was like my sister-in-law when she had my niece about a year and a half ago. Um, I, I was there for a portion of it. She was going the natural route, which whew, I had respect to her. But other than that, like I, I don't really have much experience with watching a woman go into labor like that um so going through it myself um it, it, it was it was an experience <laughs> it was an experience I learned a lot about myself um sorry I'm kind of veering off here so Monday I'm at home and she, she sent me home and luckily Monday was my actual due date so Monday was February 1st and I had already had a scheduled appointment with my OB. We had scheduled um, an appointment in case I hadn't gone into labor beforehand so that we can check, see how baby's doing, um, see where we're at, and then talk about a possible induction or kind of what we were going to do from there. And we, we drive down to the hospital. I think my appointment was like at 9 in the morning. We, got sent, we, we made it home at 5. So I'm like, okay, let me just kind of get through these next four hours. We're going to go down there and hope, hope, hopefully I can talk to my OB and we can get something situated so I can get admitted and just get the shit rolling. And we drive down there and it was, it, it was, it was crazy. Everybody was like, labor and delivery is over here. Cause I, you know, they're watching me have these active contractions, but I'm saying I have an OB appointment. They're like, I don't think you need to go to your OB appointment. Like you need to go have this baby now. Um, so that was funny. We ended up going to our appointment and I was there maybe two minutes and my OB was like, oh no, honey, like you're here to be admitted. Like she checked me, she's like, perfect, you're four centimeters, which is enough to get you admitted. And we can give you 
medication. Um, and I, I, I was, I, ooh, I was ready. <laughs> I was ready for the epidural. Um, so I was like, I was juiced. I'm like, perfect. Let's get down there. Darren wheels me down to labor and delivery and they check me. They still, even though your doctor's sending you down there, which was a shock to me, um, they still need to assess you again. So on top of having contractions, I have all these hands going in me just, just to see how many centimeters I'm dilated. And the nurse checks me, you guys, I'm, I think she said, she's like, oh, you're a light four. Like, no, no, no. She said, you're like a light three and a half, something like that, she said. So she, she she was trying to tell me I wasn't even four centimeters yet, so they couldn't admit me. And at this point, I'm livid. I'm like, no, you're going to admit me. You need to call my doctor. She checked me. She ordered me to come down here to be admitted. Like, for sure, this time around, I'm not going home. Like, I don't care what you say. I am not going home. And they ended up... Um, all right, let's, they ended up connecting me to all, like, I don't even know what they're called. Like, these bands, like, check your contractions to monitor baby's heartbeat. And then they ended up calling my OB to see what was going on. And they were like, yeah, so you're not four centimeters yet. But if you want to be admitted, we have to induce you. Because at this rate, you know, you're not, you're not progressing quickly enough. So you could be into labor for a week or so, a week, week and a half. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going another day. And me and Darren ended up agreeing that it was best that we got admitted and we got induced because, again, I was exhausted. I was exhausted. I hadn't slept in like three days. I hadn't ate anything. I was super dehydrated. And that was, that was one of their concerns. Like, okay, we, you know, we, we, de we definitely need to get some IV in you because you're super dehydrated. Um, and so we ended up just deciding to get admitted and get induced. So we get settled in into our room and they ended up, um, they, they give you Pitocin to help induce labor. So they ended up hooking me up and then they asked about medication. I was like, yes, but I shared my concerns about getting the epidural too early because I have heard some horror stories of people getting the epidural too early and you feel everything when it's time to push. And I definitely did not want that to happen. So I shared my concerns. And also, I had also heard that when you get the epidural too early, it delays your contractions and it extends the labor portion of it. So I didn't want to do that. So they ended up offering me um, fentanyl, right? And in that moment, you're not thinking straight. You're not like, oh, that, 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 that's pretty extreme, right? That, that's some hardcore drugs there. You're not thinking like that. You're just like, okay, this isn't, I was just so focused on not getting the epidural too early and alleviating the pain that I was like, get me the fentanyl, <laughs> give it to me. I don't want to feel anything anymore. And they ended up giving it to me. And I think it was like maybe 30, 40 minutes after that. Um, the nurse was in there checking me and I, I at this point I'm in heaven, right? I'm not feeling the contractions anymore. Um, it's pretty, everything's pretty smooth, <laughs> smooth going. And, oh, my baby woke up, you guys. I'll pause right here. And so, sorry about that. We're back. <laughs> um, life with the baby, eh? So, the nurse was checking me. Everything was smooth going, as I said. Um, I wasn't feeling anything at this point. And she starts having me go into these different positions, right? She's like, oh, can you get on your knees? And can you get on your side and do this and that? I'm not thinking anything of it. I'm like, okay, you know, just 
part of the process maybe i don't know maybe she just wants me to get my body moving not sure exactly so she has me go in all these different positions and very calmly she has another nurse come in here and she too is like okay actually we're gonna try this and that and she herself was trying to put me in different positions and again i'm still not thinking anything of it um then out of nowhere whole squad of like nurses and doctors and everybody just comes in right so the nurse ended up having everybody come in because they couldn't find the baby's heartbeat um and in that moment you're, you're freaking out right they're not really walking you through anything they're not sharing hey you know we're struggling to find the baby's heartbeat you just have everybody coming in here and you could tell something is wrong everybody looks a little concerned um so i'm like what's going on is everything okay is she okay like like what what's happening i look at darren we're, we're both scared as hell and the nurse very calmly says you know we're having a difficult time finding your baby's heartbeat so we're gonna you know we're, we're just trying to see if we can find it again and they couldn't they couldn't find the baby's heartbeat anymore so um they ended up saying, you know, we're going to have to have an emergency C-section and this and that. So they ended up calling the anesthesiologist. And as we're waiting for the anesthesiologist to come in and prep me for um, procedure, um, I think I, I can't remember exactly who it was, whether it was like one of the nurses or the midwife, but they ended up, they said that to better help um, track the baby's heartbeat or try to find it, they would have to go internally. So I'm not sure exactly what the process is, but what they do is they go in through your hua, okay? And they connect these things onto your baby's head. And that's supposed to be like a more accurate, like reading of your baby's like heartbeat. Um, and they ended up doing that. And in that process of going in there, they realized that the reason my baby, they could not find my baby's heartbeat is because there was no more fluid in me. There was no more liquid. Um, so my baby was in the amniotic sac with no fluid. Um, so she was basically suffocating inside of me. Um, that was terrifying. That was just heartbreaking. And it's crazy because, of course, we... Of course, you know, we talk about it and we reflect about what happened and just, sorry, I get so emotional, but it's, it, having her here and going back to that, it's, it's, it's so scary, you guys. It's, it's so scary. So they ended up, um, whew, they ended up, um, filling my sack up again. I think it was like saline water that they used to fill up the amniotic sac and once they did that they were able to get her heartbeat back they were able to stabilize it and it was consistent from there so thank god the scare was over but it was petrifying i've never been so scared in my life um and because they were able to stabilize her heartbeat um we no longer had to go with the c-section route so i had a second chance to try to have my baby vaginally, which I was pretty excited about. I was terrified of going for a C-section. Um, I didn't want to do anything too invasive for her. I didn't want to, I just wanted to 
try to go as natural as I can, of course, with the epidural, but <laughs> um, natural in the sense of I definitely want to have it. I wanted to have a um, vaginal delivery. So I was, I was, I was pretty pumped about that. And, um, and then the pain started coming back. I started feeling the contractions again. And at this point, the anesthesiologist hadn't made it to the room yet. Um, it, it's a bit of a process, which I, which I wasn't aware of, but it's, 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 it's a whole thing. Um, there's consent forms involved. There's, you know, someone has to come in here and walk you through it, like express all the risks of getting an epidural. And then you have to decide if you still want to do it or not. Of course, I said yes. And um, my, I, I, my baby, you guys. Okay, I'm going to just go get here. We're going to have to do this podcast with little Genevieve in our hands. All right, bear with me. And we're back. Gigi was just not having it. She's up. So if you hear her little babbles, um, enjoy them because they're adorable. <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, I'm not sure exactly where I left off, and I apologize. This podcast is all over the place, but this is life with the baby. This is it. Yeah. My baby. So um, eventually the anesthesiologist makes it down to us and places the epidural and it worked you guys I, I was in heaven for about 10 minutes <laughs> um and then the epidural quickly wore off um and luckily what they do um at the hospital where i delivered is they'll they'll so i guess what happens is they leave this like little tube in your spine um and that's connected to the medicine so they give you a button and when you start to feel pain or you start to feel the contractions again you push that button and it releases medicine so it helps alleviate um i was pushing that button like every three minutes <laughs> i'm like this shit's not working um i, 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 I <laughs> it was the worst pain ever um and i was just frustrated i'm like fuck i'm that one person that I'm, i mean i'm that i'm one of those people that i just the epidural just didn't work for me and uh, like fuck, I'm gonna have to do this the natural route, and I was I was terrified. I was terrified because at this point my contractions were then, I kid you not, I think like every one minute, like I mean I only had like one minute resting period, and they were lasting like 90 seconds. So I was exhausted again. I started. I, I got the fever. I got a fever. I had the chills. I could not stop shaking, which is like the worst feeling, um, and you're just sore you're sore each contraction as much as you try not to at least for me maybe i'm just not strong enough i would tense up and i could not relax i could not um i could not just i couldn't let loose you guys and and i know they say that 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 makes the contractions worse but it's so hard to breathe through them um you're you're i'm telling you it's it's a pain i've never felt before the best way to describe it is yes it, it does feel like period cramps but times like a hundred. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating when I tell you it felt like someone is just crushing all your bones at once. Like it is a pain I cannot describe. And uh, I, I felt so sad. And I, I shared my, I expressed how it wasn't working for me. I wasn't still, I was still in a lot of pain and it was just not it. <laughs> it was just, it was just not it. Um, going in, I didn't really have a birth plan. Um, 
don't judge me for it but i didn't have a birth plan because i'm like i i don't want to get stuck on oh this has to go this way and if it doesn't i, I know i was going to be pretty upset about it so the only thing i, I knew for sure is a c-section was not going to be my you know first option and then um I needed an epidural that's for sure like I went in knowing this is what I wanted and that's the only thing I really planned for so um I was pretty <laughs> discouraged or sad at the fact that the epidural just did not work for me um I should again I shared my, my concern I expressed how it, it, it I, I was feeling everything so what they ended up doing was calling another anesthesiologist to remove that tube and place another epidural and try it again and again I got some relief maybe out for about 10-15 minutes and then again the contractions just got back on and at this point my contractions I was I was now nine centimeters dilated um, I was nine centimeters dilated and I was my contractions were every like I think I had <laughs> I think at this point I had like three seconds in between. Like I, there was just no resting period and I was miserable. I was freaking miserable. And I just kept thinking about my sister-in-law and I'm like, I can't, I, I, I can't, I, I respect you so much. I respect, in that moment, I'm just, I'm just thinking about her and I'm like, fuck, she did this. I know I could do this. I know I could do this. But at this point I was petrified because I'm like, I'm going to have to deliver her pretty much with no epidural because it, it's exactly what it felt like. I'm like, I'm feeling everything. It's like, I didn't even get the medication and I was terrified. Um, I, I was, I, I was, whew, I was scared. Um, and seven hours went by and I was still nine centimeters. I was not progressing. So they ended up checking me again because I, I got to a point where I felt like I needed to poop. And that's what they told me. Like once you feel you, you need to poop, that's maybe it's time to push right so I called Darian I'm like dude like I can't like get the nurses in here like I, I, I'm holding in a shit is what it felt like like the most heaviest intense poop like I, I felt like I was just holding it in and the nurse comes in and she checks me she's like no sweetie you're nine centimeters and we can't push yet because if if you start pushing now you know you could tear it internally and you, you know you're forcing it and this and that so I'm like fuck like I can't like how, how I can't keep myself from not pushing and, and they're like, you know, let's try doing another epidural. So for the third time, they tried to place an epidural in me again. And at that point, after that, I'm like, okay, if this doesn't work, I'm just, I'm giving up on it. Like, I'm just going to have to go the natural route. But I'm like, oh, I, I still had that little bit of hope. I'm like, please work for me. Please just work for me. And, um, when they checked me, I think it was like seven hours in of me being like nine centimeters. Like, yeah, honey, like you're not really progressing. And it was because she was sunny, sunny side up, I think it's what they called it. Where pretty much um, she's her face, her head, her face um, is facing upward. Um, where I guess a normal delivery, your baby's face is facing down, like towards your butthole. <laughs> and she was facing upwards. And I guess the way that she was angled, it was like bit of a blockage so she couldn't she wasn't letting me fully dilate and I think from what they were explaining the way that she was um positioned that she must have been walking a nerve or something that was preventing the medicine from working which is crazy um and 
and yeah, they're like, you know, we have a few solutions. Like, we could, you know, we could do the C-section route because at this point, you, you know, you've been nine centimeters for about seven hours and you're not really progressing and you're exhausted. You have a fever. At this point, C-section is an option. And I'm like, no, I want to try to push through. Like, I don't want a C-section unless it's absolutely necessary. And they, you know, the time went on and they're like, okay, we could try position, repositioning her. So what they do um, is they go in you, right? They stick their whole hand in, to your vagina. I kid you not, their whole entire hand. And they manually try to turn your baby, right? For a better position for, to prepare for delivery. And Oh, if you, if I thought the contractions hurt, this was like a whole nother level. Just imagine someone sticking their whole hand in you to turn your baby. That's just sitting on your cervix. That's nine centimeters open. Okay. Um, and I, I, I'm sorry. I I don't want to, I don't mean to make this like traumatizing or scare any of you guys, but this is reality. Like just this, this is what happened. And it, it was intense. Again, I had never heard of something like that. So I, I was, I, it was, it was something you guys, it was something to experience. And she tried to turn her, the baby would not turn. She was like, sorry, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm going to try to get someone else to come in. And I think at this point the nurse had the midwife come in. Oh yeah. Is that what they did to you? No way. Yeah. <laughs> um, they had the midwife come in and she tried turning her. And she was unsuccessful too. Like she wasn't even able to turn her. So then they're like, okay, you know, we're going to get the doctor come in here and try. Like, you know, the doctor's more experienced. Like we have f- strong faith that she'll be able to get it done. So I'm like, okay, let's get the doctor in here. And again, like, I, I it, it wasn't pleasant experience but I'm like okay this is what's gonna help me you know have her vaginally like let's let's go for it and the doctor comes in and she's rough right like she's going in she's she there was no easing in she fucking went in there she's like holding my legs in a position she's like oh you have to relax like she was getting hella mad because I kept tensing up but mind you my contractions literally every three seconds like I had no break in between I was it's painful I'm tensing up it's hard not to and um she was able to turn the baby but every time she would let go Genevieve would reposition herself so she she must have just been (laughs) really comfortable the way that she was she was um I guess laying in me um and I was just at that point, I really started thinking like, fuck, I, I'm going to have to do a C-section. I can't, I can't handle, I can't take another hand in me <laughs> turning her on top of these contractions. Like I just couldn't, I just couldn't, I wasn't strong enough to do it. Um, and at this point I, I, I started to express like, okay, let's, let's talk about the C-section then, you know, you guys offered it to me. I wasn't ready then, but at this point I can't handle it anymore. I need a C-section. I'm requesting a C-section. And the midwife gave me a little pushback. She was like, no, you know, we really think we could do this. Um, we're going to get another doctor to come in here. Like, he's super strong. And, you know, he, he, he's he been doing this for years. And, 
it, he, you know, he knows what he's doing. And again, he's super strong. Like he's going to be able to turn her and hold her there. And we're going to get you to 10 centimeters and you're going to push her and this and that. I get it. She was trying to be motivating, but all I kept hearing is he's so strong, <laughs> right? I'm like, fuck that. I am not going through this shit no more. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't have, if I had all these women with their tiny little hands inside of me, like, I can't imagine a man coming in here like, oh, we're going to turn you. And there's no, there's no way about it. Like, we're going to turn this baby. No, I wasn't that determined at that point. I was done. I was ready. I'm like, you know what? Thank you for the offer. But no, I'm ready for the C-section. And that, that, that was, it, it, it was kind of hard, right? It was, it was hard to guess all that, you know, um, I had a hard time. It, me and Darren had like an intimate moment where I just kind of broke down him. I'm like, fuck, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not strong enough, but I, I, I can't, I can't. And Darren was super supportive. He's like, I don't, he's like, I've been pushing. I, I was hoping you would have got the C-section earlier because it's been a really long journey and it, it, it sucked like watching you be in so much pain. And it, it was really nice to have his support and he, not once did he ever make me feel like, oh you're not strong enough or you're weak and this and that. If anything, he was like my number one supporter. He's like, you got this. We're going to be okay. And we were excited. Like, okay, we're going to have our baby in a couple of hours and we don't have to worry about any added stress on me, which was amazing. Um, it's probably a selfish way to think, but at this point I'm exhausted. I had no more in me. And, um, and what's the matter? Yeah, are you laughing? She's laughing, you guys. She's enjoying her story, huh? And yeah, we we got prepped for surgery. And I think we'll finish off the rest of the story on our next podcast where we can really break down what that experience was like for us having a C-section, um, what the first few days in the hospital with the baby was like. And coming home with her um i'm gonna go ahead and close it off here my baby is hungry and again i'm here for her thank you guys for tuning in um oh baby don't get fussy um and yeah i will see you next podcast where we talk about entering motherhood but Yeah. What do you want to say to them? Hmm? What do you want to say to them? Uh huh. <gasps> Hi. <laughs> you laughing? Yeah. Oh, baby. <laughs> All right, you guys. Wrapping it up. Thank you for tuning in. If you guys have any questions? Um, please. Don't hesitate to ask. I'm an open book. My goal here is to be as open and honest with you guys as possible. Yeah. So, I'll see you guys on our next podcast. Peace. Say peace. Say peace. Say toodaloo. Toodaloo.